All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Laying It On Thick. We have Ryan Borens. I assume that's how you pronounce it. Yes, yes, okay. Borens. Yes. I don't know if there's any like fancy French. Nah, <laughs> nah, Borens. nothing like that. Um, I was just thinking today that it was pretty funny. Um, right the day before you reached out to me to come and do this podcast, uh, my buddy had shown me your record. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, uh, and it's because it took place right across the street from his house. And, uh, <laughs> Our good friends and really good friend of the podcast, uh, Adam Spidey Peterson's place. Yep, that was uh, quite the interesting experience. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love to tell the story about how I actually uh, got to meet Adam. You know, coming from Chicago or you know the northwest suburbs of mm-hmm. Chicago. You know, Chicago is this real, you know, business formal professional city. So I'm approaching this whole live set with this kind of same demeanor. Yeah. You know, so I'm texting back and forth with Adam, not knowing who he is, his whole personality, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, I get to his house, and uh, I show up, you know, after messaging back and forth, like, hey, you know, introducing myself, etc. The most beautiful thing, in my opinion, happens is I see Adam, and, you know, oftentimes... In places like Chicago, you know, these more rural areas, you get those stereotypes of, you know, yeehaw people, what have you. So I see Adam with his beautiful mullet. He's rocking (laughs) like a pair of like camo pants. All I'm thinking is like, uh, he's going to be like, hey, brother, how are you doing? And then, uh, you know, he just goes, hey, my name's Adam with this beautiful, somber voice. And from that minute, I was like, I was just kind of shell shocked in the manner of like, you know, you know, this idea of like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. And here it is. And, you know, the whole experience turned out to be pretty amazing. You know, Adam, at every whim, was just right there. Hey, you need a tent? Got one here. And it was amazing. So. <laughs> Let's not, we don't have to make this a podcast about Adam, but that just reminded me one year he just bought this gazebo for no reason. So anytime <laughs> we had a show or anything going on, he's like, hey, bud. You need the gazebo? <laughs> Is it the green one? I think we used a green yeah, one. Yeah, probably. That or he probably got a new one. Him and all his trinkets. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. I mean, I'm, I'm from Chicago, too, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I heard the, I, uh, the connection, so I was excited to kind of talk, dig into that a little. Um, yeah. Don't love, didn't love the music scene down there too much, but uh, there's a little, little more freedom up here to, I don't know, get shows and play for more than 30 minutes oh yeah yeah, yeah right yeah but, um so it's live from townline road which is uh where it where it took place but um what gave you the <laughs> idea when did when did you start mulling the idea of like doing a record in door county and was it always thought to be up here or was that did that come later so it was honestly kind of on a whim i mean you know with the pandemic happening quickly some of the contemporary bands I was influenced by started just popping out these live records like Mm -hmm. in weird locations and I thought it was pretty sick so I was like man I should try something like that and you know it's pretty funny how the whole thing started you know it starts on this whim of like yeah maybe I can do it I I've had no idea I've had no experience on any of this stuff filming my band you know, recording it live, and then it's outdoor too. Um, 
but what it really came down to is like I was like being from Chicago or you know playing out in Chicago mm -hmm. primarily I was like I could probably do it you know in some sort of city landscape it'd be really easy in regards to logistics you know all the people are out there but I was like you know what um, let's try somewhere you know a bit more you know serene like kind of a nice backdrop you mm -hmm. know we had the barn and stuff yeah, and then you know I just had you know buddies up here so I was like you know I'm always down to try and you know do things up in different places and I don't know it turned out to be really great it was a really interesting uh, fun experience very stressful yeah uh, because you know I'm this kind of like manic obsessive like neurotic like everything's got to be in order and you know you come up here and everyone's like, hey, man, what's up? And like, yeah, you know, so I'm all, you know, wired like, oh, is this going to work? Because all my bandmates from Chicago drive up here and they've never seen this place before. And I'm like, hey, man, we're going to do this. And they're like, what? And they're all confused about it. And it was all up in the air and it all felt, you know, fell into place and turned out really, really awesome. I think. Yeah, the record sounds good, man. I was going to say, it sounds fucking great. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. So, like, uh, what what kind of places do you draw your inspiration from? Like, what what's your favorite bands? And So, uh, if you're looking at contemporaries, uh, um, it's hard not to mention a band, uh, OCs, mm -hmm. um, Ty Siegel. Mm -hmm. Friends often joke, call me Rye Siegel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, that's how it goes. But then, you know, you got the crop of 70s bands, you know, kraut rock bands like Can. Yeah. You know, some of that like Motorik kind of like real groovy stuff, heavy drums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely I feel like the European rock vibe a little bit. Yeah. I kind of got this like Queens of the Stone Age vibe too at times from it. Wow, that's that's cool. That's Which was cool. Yeah. That's just coming from where I am. Yeah, my first thought, so. well, because it was the first track, it was like Arctic Monkeys, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. fucking rock and yeah, roll. Yeah, Definitely some punk in there, and yeah. Yeah. It's and good awesome. stuff. I did, I did my a little bit of research, so you've been putting out records for a few years now. Yeah, just just a few, you know, maybe five or six I think it was 2017. Years. Yeah, that's your uh, first one. Yeah, first EP that was called Years. That was a four-track, mm -hmm. like, uh, or no, it was an eight-track Tascam 488, which is basically like a doubled, you know, four-track. Oh, yeah. I have some tapes somewhere. That yeah, that's <laughs> like 15-year-old me screaming into it. Yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> stuff. Uh, you know, recording analog. I actually wanted to do that live set analog, and all my friends who ran the audio, shout out to uh, Kern Chapman, who uh, set the audio up there. You know, but uh, yeah, they were like, yeah, dude, uh, that's going to be impossible. <laughs> and I was like, why? And they're telling me all the technicalities of it, syncing the audio with the video. Yeah. So, you know, next time. <laughs> sure. So people can get the album on Spotify or on other streaming services, right? Yep, it's everywhere. And, you and know, check it out video on YouTube. Out yeah. Well. Cool. Yeah. Video. I haven't seen that. I checked that out. So uh, what, what track are we going to listen to first? I believe it's future syndrome, right? Yes. yes. Yeah? Cool. All right. Well, let's dive right in, huh?
Future Syndrome. That is off Live at Townline Road. I'm from Townline Road. Is yes, that, that's it's uh, live from Townline Road, yes. <laughs> so, Dan, you were saying the, the drums were what reminded you of Queens of the Stone? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's got that heavy uh, rhythm going on in it. And yeah, it's cool stuff, man. Like, how do you, uh, do you, do you write all the music yourself? Um, so with with this record primarily, it was um, all kind of the songs that I had previously written and recorded for the most part myself, you know, with the help of some friends. Um, so this was kind of the for, foray into, you know, here's what this is. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, here's what this is in regards to the songs, like in a band setting, you know. I kind of approached it to have, you know, here are the songs recorded, um, and then this is kind of what, you know, having some friends, you know, tends to uh, breathe the life into the songs that otherwise wouldn't be like that if I recorded it all myself. So it was kind of the first outing as like kind of a band unit yeah. on record. So who's all who who all plays on the record? So um, it's myself, of course, uh, guitar vocals. Um, no and way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, I got on bass, uh, Chris Karamidis, um, and then uh, drums is uh, Brennan Trambley. Um, and then good old buddy Curran Chapman uh, recorded the audio on that bad boy. Cool. So. Power trio, huh? Yeah, you know. That's awesome. All my favorite bands are three pieces, so. Yeah, I'm into the three piece, but I'm definitely looking to get, you know, far out there, get some keyboards and maybe a saxophone <laughs> player. But, you know, yeah. that's Fuck the, yeah, saxophone. Oh, yeah. That's a real big, you know, bummer about some of like the music stuff is like keyboards are sick and not many people realize it. And I don't think there's a lot of people out there who like, you know, pick up a keyboard and they're like, I'm just going to be a keyboard player. Like there's very few people that just like rip on a keyboard. So yeah, when you get one, it's like, you got to keep them close because, Oh yeah. We love you, Josh. <laughs> yeah. And Sally <laughs> and Sally and Tony and Tony. Yeah. We're spoiled up here. Yeah, we're a lot of spoiled. Good. I imagine the scene in Chicago is a lot bigger and broader and uh, harder to get nailed down with people and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, it's guitars, you know, the people's instruments and, you know, there's a lot of people playing. And yeah, I don't know. I'm just thankful to have a couple people that I found. Uh, Chris, he was from a band that I, you know, had recently split off and uh, I'd broken up. And then I found Brennan. Funny thing about Brennan, I was in this band called Happy Face in Chicago. Did a sh short stint um, playing the drums there. And it was funny. He showed up to one of our shows and uh, went to the uh, front man at the time and was like, hey, if you ever need a drummer, let me know. So he was trying to steal my spot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it turns out, you know, I hit him up months later after we kind of split off and did our own thing. And I was like, hey. I heard you wanted to, you know, play drums. You know, you steal my spot. You want to play drums for me? So, <laughs> <laughs> works out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's cutthroat scene, man. Yeah. And, like, the other thing about, like, playing in a city is a lot of people just live in small apartments. So, like, <laughs> having a guitar is easy. It's yeah. portable. It's fucking maybe you have an amp with it. But, mm -hmm. like, 
I mean, my buddy Steve played drums. It was always... Yeah. I, I never envied him for having to move his <laughs> shit around in the city, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. And load-ins, like, man, are the worst like in the here, I shouldn't... Maybe I shouldn't say it, but you can actually leave stuff in your car overnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> like, you can't... Like, so you... It, even just playing a gig is harder down there because you got to haul in. And then when you get home and you're mm-hmm. fucking exhausted, you have to take your shit in. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've played at a few clubs in Chicago and the load-ins are always the hardest. And like, that's the first question is like, do you guys have parking? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the worst load-in I've ever had though was in Florida in Orlando. It was at a, like a shopping mall. And, uh, but it was like this huge outdoor thing, like the BB King's uh, restaurant and bar was there. Um, and we were playing at this kind of, I don't know, it was like a Margaritaville style place. Right and uh, but we had to load in. We had to go in through like a parking garage and then haul of all of our stuff up a flight of stairs. And because uh, we couldn't use the elevator, I remember. <laughs> And then we had to go across this huge footbridge into this, like, huge courtyard and then up some more stairs and down Fuck this, that. like, little path. Oh, it, was, it was a nightmare, man. It I was better, you better have gotten paid for that. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Anytime, and I've only, it's only happened to me a couple times, but anytime they're like, yeah, it's up these stairs. Like, Motherfucker. Yeah. One of them was back in my drumming days. And, uh, yeah. It's too much shit to carry up and down a <laughs> flight of stairs. Right, right. Yeah, thankfully I've yet to have, you know, any atrocious load-in stories. Most of it, you know, thankfully has been pretty easy for me. Yeah. But, Must you know. be nice. <laughs> up here it's pretty easy. Yeah. You just pull up, park on the lawn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pull up wherever the fuck you want. So do you guys do like a lot of basement shows and or do you guys go out and play clubs or like So right now uh, we're kind of um I'm kind of actually restructuring the band a bit. So yeah. as I said before this was kind of like the first for, foray at uh you know kind of bringing some of my solo tracks to life. Mm-hmm. So right now we're kind of uh writing and recording in, in the setting of a more you know democratic, you know um, collaborative aspect you know I, I really do enjoy the jamming uh, bits uh, of some of the stuff that we get on you know on the record and oh, yeah. then, you know eventually play live so my goal is to have this uh, you know more collaborative project you know aside with the solo stuff because I'm actually getting into some more folkier you know laid back oh. acoustic stuff that I'm really excited about so right now we're kind of in this in-between stage of, you know, not really playing out too much. So I'm thinking probably, you know, when the dreaded winter is over, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, especially playing gigs in Chicago, everything's tight, packed together, you know, yeah. nasty weather. It's just n- no fun. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Speaking of like load in, load out nightmares when it's a blizzard or something in Chicago. Oh, yeah. No, awful. No fun. <laughs> no Fucking fun, no man. fun at all, man. Yeah, and then you got like the 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 big thing now is you know every year you get like the dibs fiasco in Chicago. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. Oh, when it like snows real spots? hard, everybody puts you know 
everything like under the sun out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> out there to you know so yeah. that's a nightmare in front of like a venue possibly oh god yeah, yeah. yeah. hey can i park yeah. my van here no i got my chair <laughs> i got dibs on that it's like what the fuck no you don't it, this is chicago there's enough permit parking out there anyway you can't park fucking anywhere anyway right right <laughs> yeah well Enough complaining about Chicago. <laughs> We're in Door County, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> isn't that what you do when you come up here from Chicago? You complain about it? Yeah. I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think so, no. You, you're like, <laughs> you, you come up here and you think everybody's a country bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right. The unfortunate stereotype that I uh, very shortly... Um, you know. I don't know. Adam would ad- admit to you he's a country bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, man. He's just a, a unique one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Too many miles on the blades. Fuck, I had a question and it slipped away. And now I'm trying to chase it down. So, should we just listen to another track and then I'll remember? Yeah, we can do that. What's the next one we're listening to? The next one is a, um, a song called uh, Post Human. Post Human. Post Human, let's do it. Human. Um, when we were talking before, when we were picking out which songs we were going to listen to, you said that was a new one? Yeah, that's uh, kind of the, that's actually the first um, kind of taste of a more collaborative effort. We kind of wrote that, in, 
you know, at a practice space. It kind of just came out the, you know, came out of a riff, mm-hmm. threw that together, and I was like, hey, fucking rock and riff. Let's throw it on there, and you know, we'll get the studio version out. We've actually, you know, been toying with the mix. I'm kind of manic when it comes to that. Everything's got to be perfectly mixed, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it'll, you know, it's on the horizon. So with some other stuff. So, oh, yeah. And then uh, it, that's funny. That leads me to the question that I had forgotten about, but we were talking a little bit <laughs> while we were listening to the song when it comes to naming bands. So, because I, I was going to ask, if are you going to keep your solo stuff with just your name and then, and then try to come up with a band name for... I think, I mean, it's pretty lazy. I mean, you know, the <laughs> genesis of, you know, my whole musical, you know, career, if you could call it. Like, I just you know, self-released using my name because yep. I was like, all the band names are, the good ones are taken. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be lazy with it and just do an and the, you know. Yeah. Like one of my one of my good favorite bands right now, uh, just a great name too. Um, it's this band called no- Nolan Potter's Nightmare Band. Like I really That's a sweet fuck name. with shit like yeah. that where it's like, it's a nice, you know, ring to it. Well, we're called Frank Maloney and his big country unit, so yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could have a joke <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a good name. Yeah, that was a that was a, a night of inspiration, actually. Back back when I was playing with it was Frank Maloney and the Dolt City Ramblers, which <laughs> makes no sense to anybody but us because we we called each other Dolts a lot. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. We Dolt. were just driving around and came up with the the big country unit, and I get mad at people. Because, like, they'll they'll put uh, like Sister Bay has us had us as Frank Maloney and his big country hit, or uh, and then like places have advertised us as, and Frank Maloney and the big country unit, and it's like no 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 no, you need the his or it's all wrong. We're a unit. We work together mm-hmm. as a unit. Yeah. I don't know what their problem is. Yeah, I don't know what the problem <laughs> is. <laughs> Can't be the bumper stickers with their implications. So anyway, yeah, you just need a funny joke. Let's come up with one. We don't have to do it right now. (laughs) No, I mean, like, I remember coming up with band names back in the day because obviously this is not my first band. And it's always a fucking struggle. Yeah, you know, band names, generators, stuff like that. all, All the good stuff. Yeah, I've always wanted to keep a master list but, you know, never gotten around to it. <laughs> if you write in any way like I do or keep notes any way like I do, somewhere there's a list, but I have no fucking idea where it is. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like, my voice memos app is just littered <laughs> yes. with, like, 13-second riffs yep. and, like, you know, me singing, like, four lines of lyrics and stuff. And I'm like, God... You know, at the time, it must have been great. Yeah. Now I'm just like, I don't where was I going that? with that? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'll just have like little lines of lyrics, just I don't know, in word documents, notebooks, all over the place. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking or where I was going. But yeah. every now and then, you go through the old stuff and hit on something that becomes something else. Yeah, just recently did that reworking something for the first time ever. You know that revisiting so hopefully that turns out that'd be cool so i think it was offer when dan was asking you like if you've been gigging a lot lately and you have not yeah and 
not too much right now. Just uh, honestly writing because some of some of the tracks, you know, on the the album, you know, have been previous re- previously mm-hmm. released. So I'm just kind of really excited to, you know, every time you finish any body of work, you're like, all right, what's the next thing? So mm-hmm. I'm just ready to go into it, you know. Yeah. And just then, you know, come up with the, you know, the the really nice, you know, crowd-friendly set that gets everyone hyped and moving around. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Love moving around. Yeah, it's, I was just telling you too, like it, it like, especially that last track is like heavy groove, you know, and I, we were talking about schlack and stuff and like... You know, <laughs> um, speaking of great names, legendary <laughs> Chicago <laughs> band there. Um, yeah, I, I totally love that stuff, man. Oh, it's it's good. I'm definitely gonna have to pick up this album. Right on, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Dan Dan quit Spotify, so he couldn't yeah. listen. To, he's like, I, I listened to ten seconds of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm really actually looking forward. That's a big thing too. You know, asking about shows. Um, right now, I'm really looking to kind of just put my stuff on wax like i just yeah. want some vinyl out um you know yeah, it, it seems to be sweet. pretty successful like accessible you know to you know just an independent musician i've seen a couple like you know like small run pressings you know yeah. i actually got an email the other day about you know my ep uh, future syndrome somebody was like hey do you have an lp of this and i was like uh maybe <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool, man. The analog uh, recording, pressing vinyls thing is is totally a cool experience to to go through and do, and like, and then like having like the vinyls and stuff, and yeah, you know, it's 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 something special, you know, for sure. It's the only um, thing anybody's buying, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so I would, if you're gonna have physical copies, it's probably the way to go. Yeah, right, right. Definitely. Yeah, like I was telling you before, I did some recording down in Chicago and uh, at Strobe Studios, and we did it all analog. Right. On. Big, huge, twenty-four track, reel to reel, two-inch tape, mixed it down to half-inch tape, and then I think we had like five hundred vinyls pressed out of it and stuff. Yeah. Still have a box full of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> but it's it's cool. He's, he's gonna give you. It one. was it was it was a cool experience. Oh, no, that's totally table. cool, man. Because like, you're doing it, you're you're pulling faders. You know, there's you know there was nothing, not a computer on there, man. Like it's it was so cool. Like yeah, I'm excited to do something like that. Right now, I've been kind of approaching it with kind of a hybrid uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. It seems to work best. Um, like right now, I do predominantly most of my recording on a Tascam 388. It's an 8-track quarter-inch tape machine. And then, you know, throw it into the digital audio workspace and all that. and Yeah. Tweak it up there. Digital isn't bad, man. It gets better every year. Yeah, I mean, people are doing cool stuff with it. It's true. Yeah, I was just down at a studio doing some recording that I can't talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, just the shit they were doing with the computer was blowing my mind. It always does. Like when, uh, we were, like w- watching your brother, David work. Sometimes I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm never going to learn this. I can't catch up. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I kind of reached for analog. Cause you know, it's all tactile. And for me, 
choices are sometimes hard to make and being mm. in like a DAW, it's like you can have 17 reverbs and yeah, you four delays so and you're like, how about this wow. one and this? Yeah. It's just like, it's right there, you know. This is what you get. <laughs> I like when it sounds good on the tape machine, mm -hmm. you know, play it back and it's like, then I have my friends who are real well-versed in the digital space to kind um, of yeah. button it up. Yeah, and it, it, it takes... It takes an incredible amount of skill, you know, like as an engineer, mm -hmm. recording analog, and especially when it comes down to like cutting tape mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, my friend Billy was an engineer uh, in the business for many, many years, and uh, he was really going big when analog was still a thing. And he told me a few just crazy stories about like he was recording this band and they got everything down except the lead guitarist kept like biffing this one spot <laughs> in the guitar solo. And so like he had to go through the tape and find that spot on the tape where he kept screwing up and then finally got a take that was good and then had to like cut just this little tiny piece of tape and then put it onto the the main tape and yeah, splice that in. Oh yeah, my god, it. yeah. It's yeah. And on a computer it's like click 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 Done. click. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting there with a light and a magnifying glass and like, like a little really exacto knife trying to get it just right and if you screw it up then the whole the whole take is shot then, you know? Yeah. Um that's too much pressure for me. Yeah. The 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 analog stuff for me is I, I don't know. You know, it's the constant argument. You can make a, you know, a record that sounds just as good digitally as you can, you know, on analog, you know, tape. But I don't know, man. The drums always sound really great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just what I'm used to, you know, for better or worse, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, whatever works for you. <laughs> right, right. It's all about having fun. Definitely. Getting fucking rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rich with uh, drink tickets and Absolutely. Here's five bucks. That's oh, it sounded good. Yeah, yeah. right. I think uh, actually, I remember one gig uh, we drove down to Chicago to play at. Um, drove from Door County, mm -hmm. and uh, I think we made fifteen bucks. Like as, <laughs> as, a, as a band. As a band. Yeah, yeah, I remember because <laughs> it was it was from the door, you know. Yep. Like so. we would take our cut of the door, and it would just be embarrassing. Yeah. The so. guy, the guy at the door would be having a list, and he'd be like, "Who are you here to yep. see?" Yeah, yep. and then write you down, and only three people said they were there to see us. That was always my complaint because <laughs> it was like back in the college days and stuff. So basically, yeah, you'd have to try to convince your friends to come pay eight of their dollars which they didn't have many dollars mm -hmm. especially on a night out <laughs> to come in and then uh watch you for 30 minutes yeah and then like leave it was a tough right. sell yeah thankfully um i've noticed you know you know i haven't played you know too much gigs you haven't played out much but i've been in a few bands and we've played out in chicago and the the venues are getting really good. Like I remember I played this, it's actually a pretty funny story. Um, I played this uh, bar in um, Chicago. I don't know what neighborhood escapes me, but it's called Shuba's. Yeah. Uh, it's real, real Shubas. popular for, you know, 
small bands, you know, mid-level bands. And I remember rolling in there and, you know, we get into the green room and it was like, this is the first time that I'm like, you know, in a green room. I'm like, whoa. And, uh, <laughs> and then they're like, here's some, because like past that, you know, I've, I've played in places where like it's just the bar and you're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then like behind, you know, like cafe doors, like that's where the gear is. And then, you know, oh, yeah. but, uh, you know, I roll in there, get in the green room. And then the person that's, you know, running the show is like, you know, gives us the lineup, you know, itinerary, all that jazz. And then she hands us a menu and there's like chips and salsa oh, on the God coffee damn. table. And I'm oh, like, man. what? I've, I've made it. There's free chips Dude, and salsa going on right now. <laughs> and, and I was like, is this free? Like the, <laughs> I can the, the menu? And they're like, yeah, like, what do you want? I'm like, yeah. are you sure? There's like 13 people here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I kind of forget about. We're spoiled up here. Like, you always get a free meal. <laughs> yeah, meal and drinks. You, yeah. you got you to gotta feed the band. Yeah. You yeah. Know, we're yeah, starving. That, and that same gig, I remember, it was pretty cool because a lot of the, the clubs there, they'll do, like, one of my favorite clubs there is called Empty Bottle. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the best, like, you know. It's a great club. Yeah, dive bar, you know, Chicago's got, you know, amongst many. But uh, I remember, uh, you know, playing there, and they they treated us really well. You know, um, there's often times, like, I remember, yeah, it was a, it was a free, like, it was a, they do free Monday nights. And I remember... Mm-hmm. The way they structured the pay was like um, they give you a, a sales of the you know a cut of the drink sales, which was actually really sick because you know yeah. Yeah. free band, everyone's going to be drinking yeah. at the bar. Oh, yeah. So you know they seem to be turning a corner and really you know appreciating you know all all sized artists, not just the big bands that come through town. So yeah, I mean that's good to hear. Yeah, because I forget the name of. There was just some company that was doing like all the booking for a lot of these smaller clubs that we were playing back in the day. And so that's why it was terrible because they had yeah. a monopoly on it. So like you there really was nothing you could do to get around it, but that's good. Mm-hmm. Maybe people should you should get paid to play music. Yeah. That's why we talk about it all the time. But people just think <laughs> it magically happens. Like you don't spend fucking thousands upon thousands of dollars, you know. Right, just right. to even get to being on stage. Yeah. That's why you you know always tip the band. If you if you go out and you see a band and you enjoy it, give us money. Tip them. <laughs> you know that means a lot. That goes a long way for bands and stuff. You know. Well, that and buy their merch, which is something we need to we need to do this season is have because t-shirt money, baby. That's where it's at. Yeah, oh, yeah really, <laughs> it is. You're making really money is. on no records. Yeah, I've seen some bands where it's like, you know, like a Sunday night. We actually played the, with this one band that I'm a real big fan of. I'll just keep it out for the sake of the story, just to not sound like I'm, like, shaming them, but there was maybe <laughs> 50 people in the room on a Sunday night, and I think that they were from L.A., real, you know, great bands um, that we're obviously real influenced by. And, you know, we play the show and then, you know, they play their set. They're playing last, obviously. And then just this horde of 50 people 
just moved to the merch table and they're like throwing money yeah. and I'm like ah this is how you do uh-huh. it <laughs> it's a r- real quick fast lesson I was like you know but that's awesome you know that there are you know, people out there you know willing to you know support that's one thing that's awesome about Chicago is like even like cassette tapes and mm-hmm. you know maybe even CDs like people are like alright support the band so there is that kind of you know love and appreciation for music yeah, I mean, and like up here, it, it's kind of the same thing, but my, the argument is it's like a token from a lot of people's vacations. Like, right. oh, yeah, I saw this band. Look at this yeah. shirt I got up in Door County. It's crazy up there. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> got to get some shirts with your name on it. Like, that's, oh, yeah. a, that's definitely a conversation starter band name. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I saw them at this, like, Door County up at this bar. Frank Maloney <laughs> in the big country unit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is funny, like, because, uh, you know, I'll be at work and I'll be, like, waiting on a table of old ladies and they'll ask me my bad name. <laughs> but yeah. Nobody's ever been offended by it. They're always just, like, shocked and then, like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, old ladies like funny. dicks, too. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> so, neither of my grandmas are tuning in, so... <laughs> Not really too scared about it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make a dick joke every now and then. On the old, I mean, the podcast is called Laying It On Thick for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the truth comes out. There it is. The genesis of the name. <laughs> well, actually, it was literally right before we interviewed Nate on the first episode. Where like, we need to brainstorm a fucking name for this thing, and that's that just worked out. It's right about now. the thick conversation, Frank. <laughs> well, yeah, laying it on thick. It's like. Uh, <laughs> When you, you talk too much, <laughs> but <laughs> it's it means two things. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track. Uh, should we listen to "Waiting on a Day"? Yeah, we can go for it. Let's do the it. Final track. The meandering jam. Yes, let's do it.
Fucking sweet. I was saying off air in the middle of there that it made me want to tab acid in a grilled cheese sandwich. Then <laughs> <laughs> at the end, I was like, I don't know if I want that acid. <laughs> Might be a little freaked out. Woo! Definitely want the grilled cheese sandwich. But <laughs> you should, uh, you should, yeah, I, I, now I really want a grilled cheese sandwich. It sounds so fucking good right now. <laughs> Tell the, the people what you were saying about the, the ending there and your amp blowing up. Yeah, so, uh, you know, along with this being, you know, kind of a crazy experience of not the logistically smartest thing to do, given that it's four hours away from me, yeah. you know, and my bandmates. But, you know, the whole time I was, like, preparing, you know, I had checklists, you know, how many XLR cables? All right, we need 10 extra, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, so just in case I had just gotten my guitar amplifier serviced before this, and it's a you know '70s vintage uh, Music Man amplifier, real finicky. And I was like, you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna roll up there, and my amp's gonna blow up. <laughs> so I asked my buddy who's doing the sound, "We need to bring your amp in case mine blows up." And of course, he's like, "No way, man! I don't want to bring it." And I was like, "Please, just trust me." What do you know? We get halfway through the set, and my amp blows up. We have to frantically switch up the mics. At this point, we're chasing daylight. So the last track you heard, Waiting on the Day, was kind of the frantic, all right, we got to get this in. And, you know, it turned out pretty great to the point, uh, you know, I think it sounded pretty sick. And, uh, yeah, it yeah. sounded fucking great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, the beauty of live recording. I mean, but that's... Good, good on you for being like, no, dude, I know you don't want to, but something's going to get fucked up and we need to be prepared for it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Anytime <laughs> you just rely on, <laughs> uh, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? If you don't have a backup plan, shit's going to get fucked up most of the time. Yeah, and I've yeah. learned just relying on music gear, period. It's yeah. like it sometimes doesn't work. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I think I bought like, like the uh, the PA speakers we had up for the live vocals. Like I think I bought brand new like fifty, like fifty foot XLR cables. You mm-hmm. know, like a hundred bucks or whatever. Like we actually had to, you know, I won't spill it because it goes against the grain of, you know, how I like to record. But we actually had to do some. Uh, you know, some digital alteration to some of the vocal tracks yeah. <laughs> um, for the bass player Chris, who did the harmonies, because the the damn speaker cable for the uh, X or the XLR cable for the uh, PA speakers was already scratchy. Like, <laughs> first first try, but you know that's what you, that's, that's what you you got to deal with. Yep, like, just, stuff it. just blowing up and. <laughs> Yeah. Try and prepare for every possible, you know, scenario. Yeah, yeah. That's why if we can nowadays, we like to get there at least two hours before a gig because something is gonna and and without a doubt, like every time, we're, we're like, good thing we left some time for to figure that out. Or right, right. Oh yeah, that that reminds me of like kind of a nightmarish uh, story. We, uh, this last band I was in um, called Happy Face. We we uh, actually played a DIY show. And uh, we showed up, and they had one PA speaker. <laughs> and they were like, hey, does anybody have a speaker cable? Oh, and God. we were like, but 
aren't you supposed to have the PA already? <laughs> like, oh. I didn't. We didn't oh, want to be rude. It's really DIY. But like, we're like ah. But yeah. Other than that, you know, having a band player or a band member leave his uh, pedal board, you know, at the practice space. That's happened before. That's I, fun I played one. with a guitarist who left yeah. a guitar, just left a guitar at a club, never saw it again. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Fucking terrible. It's like a nightmare of mine. Yeah. Well, I like to drink. Oh, man. I'm I'm the most frantic. 10 minutes before I'm leaving my house to go to a gig. Oh God. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I'm rolling with a drum set and like PA stuff. And like, I'm like, Oh my God, what am, what am I missing? I'm always missing something. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes I have to just like pull over and actually like go through my trunk. Yeah. On the no, road and be like, Oh my God, do I have this? Is real. And like last, last week, uh, here, uh, like I forgot my kick pedal. Going oh, yeah, to open, open mic, mic. <laughs> and like yeah. I'm like, God damn it! And that's where I'm spoiled because like we run this open mic and we play a lot of shows at, at the same bar, Husby's, and I live a block away. So like, if I forget something, I just walk home. Yeah, <laughs> it's right? fucking horrendous. Yeah, yeah. I started my, you know, I started out as as a drummer. I think you know, personally, that's probably like the instrument I feel most comfortable or the best at. Mm. But my phobia has been the drum throne. There's been multiple <laughs> times where I'm frantically <laughs> packing my drums and I get in my car, I'm like, fuck, the drum throne. Like, I'm so happy that I've yet to experience, like, the panic of, like, fuck, do you have milk crates? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah man. I right, have to right. play drums standing that. up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've done it because mine just broke one gig. Like, oh. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, yeah. I had this, like... Squat. It was fucked up, dude. Yeah. And some fucked up shit. I've had two of the worst uh, experiences I've had was the the worst one easily was uh, my first gig with this new band with my buddies and first song, first note, foot, kick pedal, beater straight through the head. Oh <laughs> no, dude. Head. And and by the end of the show, like there were like beer boxes and like tape and like I mean it was just like I mean it was just just shredded it. Oh my I mean God. it sounded like thwapping cardboard. <laughs> you know I'm sure in the PA, but you know you got to do what you got to do. Who's fucking mixing? That's this what shit? I get for not having an extra head. Yeah. And then um, like this summer, uh, we played a gig uh, out of town, and um, there was like a. a can't remember what it was like a, a sheriff's office like dog demonstration oh, yeah. Gig. yeah yeah so they're like you know <laughs> yeah so they, they had like this police uh sheriff's office function going on and uh we're setting up and i i broke my back this last summer so i was rolling with like this hybrid digital acoustic kind of setup yeah to make setup easier for me, and I forgot my kick drum trigger, Ooh. and I'm like, "Oh my god, what the <laughs> this was a fun!" Oh my god, what am I gonna do? But luckily, I, you know, I had a digital kit, so I just yeah. took one of the pads and, you okay. know, kind of it's Jerry pretty fun it watching him trying to figure it out. <laughs> We're like, "Oh, this, like, there's oh nothing god, we can just, do now." Just a nightmare. Because like. Most of the time we play, we're, we'd be at like husbands or something, and it's like, okay, just run home. Yeah, yeah. I got like, <laughs> like instead, we're fucking outside of Sheboygan. <laughs> like, well, there's really nothing we can do now. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
We better figure it the fuck out. Uh, I guess uh, suffice to say, we can always probably, you know, we should always uh, pack an extra cajon. <laughs> yeah, just Ram kid is fucked. Ram, Ram. something. Hey, man. You hip with this cajon? Like, you got this? I've done that. I've flipped my cajon around and used it as a kick drum oh, and mic'd it. Nice. Yeah. Good. Just put a towel over the where the beater hits, and you can get a good little thump out of there. That's See? interesting. Yep. See, people? Music's easy. I've had easy. to improvise <laughs> many different ways. <laughs> Music's easy, and it's for lazy, lazy dumb people <laughs> to play. Hey. That's a joke. <laughs> it's, it's called sarcasm, Dan. <laughs> um, Ryan, any anything else you want to plug? You want to tell people where to find you? Um, you know, you can find me anywhere. Um, <laughs> YouTube. You can uh, watch this whole live set. Uh, Ryan Bourne's live at Town Ro- live from Townline Road. Um, you can find the album on Spotify. You know, all the streamers, baby. Oh yeah. And then if you want to support me directly, RyanBourne's.Bandcamp. I got some shirts up there. Um, Buy the shirts, and, people. Uh, you know, if you feel so inclined, um, buy the digital album. Don't give your money to Spotify and the big bad streamers. Right. Um, yeah, but just want to thank um, everyone involved. Um, you know, the video has a long list of credits, so I won't get into it. But, uh, you know, it was a really awesome experience, you know, coming up here. And I just wanted to highlight you know, this kind of instantaneous camaraderie that bloomed out of like, I was an, I'm an outsider to this place and mm-hmm. everyone, you know, I've got a couple friends up here, but everyone, it was just like, they made their day my thing. And it, it was awesome to see, and, you know, have come to fruition. So Hell yeah. thankful to everyone that helped me out. And uh, thanks to you guys for having me on. Yeah, dude. Thanks, thanks for, for coming. coming. This was great. Yeah. Buy the shirts, buy the album. Check uh, them out. Yeah. Party on. See y'all later. Peace.